What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Heath Mulligan Project, the podcast where helping you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. In season six, we have been working our way through the 21 indispensable qualities of a leader. Today, we're on chapter 18, and it is on self-discipline. We only got a few chapters left to go, and then I'm excited for season seven of the Heath Mulligan Project. Man, I'm excited for the future of the Heath Mulligan Project. Lots of good ideas. Uh, So, spoiler alert, okay? One of the reasons that podcasts, that I think so many podcasts launch, but they don't last, is people run out of content. They start out and they say, you know what, Uh, my podcast is going to be about bird watching. And they start out and maybe they interview some bird watchers or they do books about bird watchers or whatever. And then they talk about their own experience with bird watching. But sooner or later, the well runs dry. And they run out of things to say. With bird watching. And that's what's happened with this podcast and other podcasts. I've launched more podcasts. I, I, I have ended more podcasts than I have going right now. That's just a fact. And part of the reason was I didn't have a consistent flow of content feeding into me that I could then pour out. And now I understand, you know, why do I love podcasting? It's because my number one motivation from the motivation code is teaching what I've learned. Well, I went through seasons of life where I wasn't learning anything. And what I had to do, ta-da, is learn some self-discipline. And as I have learned some self-discipline, and part of, part of the discipline is constantly feeding myself, feeding on knowledge, feeding on information, feeding on the Word of God. Here's what Plato said about self-discipline. The first and best victory is to conquer self. That's what this chapter is about, self-discipline. And let me tell you, this was another challenging chapter from John Maxwell. Again, if you haven't picked up this book, highly, highly recommend. So as Maxwell does throughout this book, today we're going to look at five action points of leaders who practice self-discipline. And then we're going to look at three ways that we can improve our self-discipline. I would say, man, this was a very convicting chapter. But it also was a very fulfilling chapter because I realized that I was reading about the person that I used to be. 
and not the person that I am now or the person that I'm going to be. No matter how gifted a leader is, his gifts will never reach their maximum potential without the application of self-discipline. It positions a leader to go to the highest level and is key to leadership that lasts. So here are the action points. Number one, develop and follow your priorities. Someone once said, to do important tasks, two things are necessary. A plan and not quite enough time. As a leader, you already have too little time. Now all you need is a plan. If you can determine what's really a priority and release yourself from everything else, it's a lot easier to follow through on what's important. You got to develop and follow your priorities. I think this was the huge thing. Uh, When you are living your life scattershot, you know, where you don't have a plan and you don't have a focus and you're just kind of going through the day. And let me tell you, it's very easy to do in ministry where you're, you know, you're considered self-employed and in ministry you're, I mean, there's certain things you got to get done every week, but how you get them done is totally up to you. And I firmly believe the reason so many people flame out in ministry is you have to be extremely self-disciplined. You have to be self-disciplined in your character, where a lot of people fail. And you got to be self-disciplined and self-motivated in your work. And part of that is uh, knowing what needs to be done, prioritizing things, and getting it done. Uh, If you've never heard of the Eisenhower... um, quadrant you know uh, Dwight Eisenhower used this thing I don't know if it's original with him but he basically had four quadrants you had not urgent not important uh not important all right I'm gonna mess this up so the four quadrants started with not important not urgent all the way to very important very urgent then it's like you know somewhat important somewhat urgent and then um you know, urgent and important. So there's like levels and you got to figure out what you got to work on right now to get you where you want to go. I think we've been talking through this. The reason we don't have priorities is we don't have a plan. If we were going to build a house and I remember when we were remodeling a house. It was a house that was moved and, and it needed all new plumbing and electrical. And we really didn't have a plan. It's like we would kind of go and we didn't prioritize anything. And I didn't know what I was doing and I, you know, I was getting help. But because we didn't have a plan and we didn't know how to prioritize, there was one point on that house 
where 75% of the plumbing was done, 75% of the electrical was done, and 75% of the siding was done. And the problem was... Uh, it was the, it was the last twenty five percent. That's where plumbers and electricians and siding people. That's where they make their money, and they should, because it's that last twenty five cent, last twenty five percent where you really have to have the skill. And I mean, running wire easy, running pipes easy. It's that finish work. I say all that to say this: you got to figure out. You, you, you're never going to really get your priorities line until you figure out who you want to be. And it's not just who you want to be in your personal life. Who do you want to be in your career? And that's where you develop your priorities. So you got to have a plan, develop, and follow your priorities. Uh, number two... Make a disciplined lifestyle your goal. Being, to, to really be successful, self-discipline can't just be a one-time event. Uh, I'm at a point now, 80-something days in a row, I've gotten up. Uh, now I'm getting up at 5.15, I was getting up at 5.30. Um, it used to be, man, the only week I got up really early and, and no matter how little sleep we got, but any time we were at camp, I knew I had to set the example. I had to make sure stuff was done. So man, I, it was no problem getting up early at camp. Even if I only got three, four hours sleep, I would get up early and I would, I would make sure we were ready to go for the day. But the other 50 weeks out of the year, man, you couldn't pay me to get out of bed. But that's changed now. One of the best ways to do this, to do uh, to, to develop a, a habit of self-discipline, is to develop systems and routines, especially in areas crucial to your long-term growth and success. John Maxwell shares this example that he is always writing and speaking and so every day he is filing away material. Every day he is reading, he is listening, he is learning, and he's filing away that material that he can pull from. He, he, his well is never going to run dry because he's constantly filling it. And that's what I'm talking about podcasts. That's the thing. People don't, they are not consistent in their podcast because they're not self-disciplined in feeding themselves the content that's going to flow through to their podcast. I want to com uh, recommend a couple of books to you uh, in this uh, vein. Uh, three books. I've talked about them before. Well, one of them I probably haven't. Um, the first is one I just finished this week. I like, literally got it in the mail. I think it came in the mail last Thursday. And I had finished it by Saturday. I devoured this book. Devoured it. Uh, it's not a very big book, but it's called No Fail Habits by Michael Hyatt. I'm a huge Michael Hyatt fan. I uh, have followed him 
for a, you know, found his blog and then he launched a podcast and then he's completely changed career, started a business. Like it's been amazing to see his, his growth and the people that he's helped, but no fail habits. The second one is atomic habits. Um, and then the last one is high performance habits. Now you would think now Heath, why do I need a book on uh, three books on habits? They're all completely different. They all, it's like these guys got in a room and said, hey, how can we write three books on habits that absolutely 100% complement each other? Um, High Performance Habits was not anything like I thought it would be. Incredible book. Atomic Habits, again, incredible book. All three of these. They feed into each other. But as far as developing a system and a routine, no fail habits. My goodness, he talks about, you know, your ideal week, your ideal day. He talks about batching tasks. But really, if you want to know, I mean, Michael Hyatt is the guy. I mean, for like, I mean, he's just so no fail habits is the name of the book. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, number three, you need to challenge your excuses. To develop a lifestyle of discipline, one of the first tasks must be to challenge and eliminate any tendency to make excuses. Man, I've talked about this multiple times this season. I used to, there's actually an app you can get that comes up with different excuses. And man, I used to be so good um you know so good at coming up with excuses if you have several reasons why you can't be self-disciplined realize that they're really just a bunch of excuses all of which need to be challenged if you want to go to the next level as a leader ever heard people say well i'm just not a morning person that's an excuse well why aren't you a morning person well i don't feel good in the morning well that's an excuse let me just say this I would tell you know if you'd asked me a year ago, Heath, are you a morning person? No, absolutely not. I still would say I'm not a morning person. I just get up early. What what I have noticed this week, and I, I'm recording this Christmas Eve, 2020. This week, I said this week I I, I switched up my morning routine. All right, I, I was. I was making excuses about exercising. I couldn't fit it in. And this week I'm like, okay, I'm going to exercise. And while I'm exercising, that's when I'm going to pray and do my devotions because I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, in one spot. This is a good time to read the scriptures and uh, pray. And, and man, I can just kind of let my mind go to another place while my mind, while my legs are pumping. This week, okay, like I said, I've been getting up at 5.15. I've been going to bed. been trying to go to bed around 10, but it's been closer to 11. And I noticed yesterday, my energy level has been tremendous. Like there was actually, I think it was Tuesday, I was kind of like, uh, you know what, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to read. I'm going to record the podcast. I'm going to go back to bed. I'm going to sleep for a little bit. And I didn't. I just worked through it. 
I mean, I just like, I, like I got ready to lay down. I'm like, man, I feel pretty good. I don't think I need to. Uh, I don't think I need to lay down again. And so, if you're thinking, man, I just can't. I'm not gonna be able to get up early in the morning. I, but you know, I'm not gonna be able to get up in the morning because I'm not gonna have the energy. It's all about the rhythm. And if you can figure out your circadian rhythm, which for me, man, uh, I use the Sleep Cycle app. It says my regularity for going to bed and getting up in the morning is at 93% right now. And I think that's why I have energy. Is I may not be getting, but <clears throat> some nights, five, six hours of sleep, which is not ideal. My goal is seven. My goal is to you know be in bed by 10. But because I'm in a rhythm that's pretty close, <clears throat> the more regular your sleep pattern can be. Let me also say that, man, I'm, I'm, I know I'm all over the place today. But I, I think getting up early, man, is there more something more you need self-discipline for than getting up early? I have noticed that like the first couple of days I switched from, from 530 to 515. I, I use the sleep cycle app. Now the way it works, it starts waking you up 15 minutes before you're supposed to get up. So you can actually hit snooze for 15 minutes. And then once it gets to your alarm time, it, it will not shut off until you wake up, pick up your phone, unlock your phone and stop the music from playing or whatever your alarm sounds going to be now. But those 15 minutes in between you, I, you can just slap your phone. What I found when I, when I changed just from five thirty to five thirty to five fifteen, just those 15 minutes, I was hitting, I was hitting snooze more. I wasn't getting up right when I heard the music and I started hitting smooth snooze Multiple times between 5 and 5.15 while the alarm was starting. And, dude, I felt terrible. Those were the days I had less energy. And I think part of our reason is hitting snooze. I think when you think, okay, I'm just going to sleep five more minutes. That five more minutes is sucking five hours out of your life. The snooze button is slowly killing us. This, that 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 sleep we think we're getting that oh man if I can just sleep five more minutes no get your butt out of bed do not hit the snooze button this morning I woke up before I'm like before the alarm ended I heard my I heard my phone buzz I felt it buzz and I just went ahead and got up and got up about ten minutes earlier than normal I'm feeling awesome but you gotta quit. You got to write down your list of excuses and and then say, no, this is just an excuse. If there's a reason you're late all the time, how many excuses you got? I used to be late to everything. My goal in 2021 is to be at least 10 minutes early to any meeting I've got to go to. Unless it's like back-to-back meetings, something like this. My goal, 10 minutes early. That's my goal. Number four, remove rewards until the job is done. Author Mike Delaney said, any business or industry 
that pays equal awards to its goof-offs and its eager beavers sooner or later will find itself with more goof-offs than eager beavers. If you lack self-discipline, you may be in the habit of having dessert before eating your vegetables. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a story that, that John Maxwell shares on this point. There was an older couple uh, at a campground. They'd been camping for a couple of days. This SUV pulls up with a camper and out jumps three kids. And one kid is unloading ice chests and, and he, one kid just gets to unloading the thing. And the other two kids start putting up the tents. And it is like this efficient power. I mean, this this older gentleman sitting there watching, he's like, wow, this is amazing, dude. They're like a... They're like a team. They're like an army. And the, the the older man says to the dad, and says, man, you guys really do work well together. You're a great team. And here's what the dad says. You just need a system. Nobody goes to the bath, bathroom until camp's set up. You got to remove rewards until the job is done. You know, just because you exercise a day doesn't mean you get a, a bowl of ice cream. That's detrimental. If your goal is to lose weight, your reward shouldn't be food. Your reward should be something else. Uh, I do now. All th- I mentioned the three habits books. All three of those talk about rewards, and they talk about the wisdom of rewards. But they talk about earning that reward. You know, not just giving it, not get, giving it to yourself early, because that'll that'll kill your brain and your motivation and your self-discipline here's the here's the last thing stay focused on results anytime you concentrate on the difficulty of the work instead of its results or rewards you're likely to become more discouraged count the benefits of doing what's right and then dive in with exercise i've got to think about where i want to be in a year Okay. In a year, Christmas of 2021, um, if I have lost, if I am at my desired weight, my desired weight is, is 180, between 170 and 180. All right. Next Christmas, if I'm at that weight and I have saved up an adequate amount of money, and I've, I've paid my bills and, and paid my debts, but I've saved up enough money and I'm at my, I'm at my desired weight, I'm going to allow myself to buy a big old television. The television I have now, again, it's, it's a plasma screen. Now, it was given to me, didn't pay for it, but I got a plasma screen. Let me tell you, LED, so much better than plasma screen. And it, anyway, but that's my reward. And you know what? I almost hope I get to next Christmas and be like, eh, I can live without this TV. I'm going to spend this money on something else. But in my head, I'm like, dude, can you imagine the the bowl games and Christmas movies on this big old TV, this big old 4K TV? And I'm like, I got to lose this weight. And not only lose the weight, I got to keep it off. Like if I'm down to my goal weight by the summer, I got to keep it off for six more months. 
So I've got something to work for. I'm working toward that reward, and I'm and I'm staying focused on the end game. Now, what's what's three things you can do to improve your self discipline? Number one, we talked about this. Sort out your priorities. Think about which two or three areas of life are most important to you. Write them down along with the disciplines you must develop to keep growing and improving in those areas. Again, No Fail Habits by Michael Hyatt. Uh, a wonderful book and resource that can, that goes into, man, you talk about in-depth on this. Uh, just some really, really amazing stuff. Uh, number two, list the reasons. Take the time to write out the benefits of practicing the disciplines you just listen. Then post the benefits someplace where you'll see them daily. You know, benefit of daily exercise. It's not to me. All right, let me be very transparent. What's the benefit of what's the for me? What's the benefit of the combination of daily exercise? and healthy eating, uh, that I will be physically healthy, okay, that I will get down to a healthy weight, that I'll be flexible, that I'm, I'm not, I'm going to, once I, you know, if I can get rid of some weight, I can get rid of some inflammation, I'm not going to be, I can get rid of some of the pain, the physical pain that I'm in, that is just 100% a result of my body carrying more weight than it was designed to carry, uh, I will be, you know, the goal is to be physically attractive. You know, I'm a single guy and I, you know, I want to be a catch. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to be a catch. Uh, You know, I don't want a woman to have to settle for me. I don't want a woman to have to say, well, you know what, man? Heath is a great guy. He's a great personality. He's a wonderful Christian. Man, he's fat. But you know what? I'd rather have a fat guy who's a great guy than a jerk who's pretty. Most of them settle for the jerk who's pretty. I want both, man. I want it all. I want to be an awesome guy who looks great, who's healthy. Who, when his woman wants to take a walk on the beach, he can take a walk on the beach. If his woman wants to go for a hike, he can go for a hike. Spoiler alert. I ain't looking for a woman who wants to go for a hike. Even though I'm be able to go for a hike, that's not what I'm looking for. Spoiler alert. So if you know any single women and they're like, oh man, I just can't wait to go hiking. Nah. Nah, that's all good. I'm good. I'm good. Number three. Get rid of excuses. Write down every reason why you not might not be able to follow through with your disciplines. Read through them. Even if a reason seems legitimate, find a solution to overcome it. Only in the moment of discipline do you have the power to achieve your dreams. Let me tell you. You look at your life. You look at the dreams you're not achieving. I, I talk about this one a lot. I wanted to play in the NBA. You could say, well, Heath, you're not playing in the NBA because you don't have the size and the skill. Well, there's nothing I could do about the size. There's nothing I could do about my height. 
But I could have done something about the skill. I could have been an exceptional five foot six basketball player. I'm not saying I would have made it to the NBA, but I could have been a much better basketball player than I was. And I've had to come to peace with this. For the longest time, I felt like I was cut from JV and varsity uh, on separate occasions because of favoritism or whatever. No, I didn't work hard enough. I didn't work hard enough in the off season. I didn't work on aspects of my game. I wasn't intentional. I mean, I played a lot of pickup, but I didn't work on my skills. I didn't work on my dribbling. I didn't work on my shooting. I didn't work on my ball handling. Uh, didn't work on my mental game. That's why I'm not in the NBA, and and I'm short, and 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 a lot of other things. But I didn't even give myself a chance. Think about that. I didn't even give my chance myself a chance to fulfill my dream because I wasn't self disciplined enough. And I didn't have the priorities. I didn't make it a priority to know, <clears throat> okay, these are the things I need to work on. I should have gone to someone. I should have gone to the basketball coach and said, Coach, we got tryouts, you know, uh, next season. What do I need to work on? And if he just said, well, you need to work on your ball handling. All right, well, Coach, can you give me some drills? How? I mean, now, now you can you can Google and, and you can do the Steph Curry ball handling class. You know, you can buy the videos. I mean, there's gobs and gobs and stuff like that. Um, I guess I could have got the Pete Maravich ball handling VHS, which how do you watch a VHS? Where are you going to watch a VHS and be able to dribble at the same time? Your mama kick your butt if you dribble a ball in the house. Anyway. I made a lot of excuses. I'm not making excuses anymore. I'm going to make things happen. Let me finish with this. This is a this is an old classic saying. But it's very true and it has everything to do with self-discipline. And part of self-discipline is being able to See the timeline. Here's what it is. The best time to plant a tree is 25 years ago. The second best time is today. You're the tree. You are the project. You are the most important project you're ever going to work on. You can't go back. You can't go back and change things 25 years ago. I can't go back and tell... 12-year-old Heath Mulliken, hey, Heath, you need to dribble, 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 dribble. No, can't do it. But I can tell myself today, hey, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to read. I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to learn. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to determine my priorities for the day. Michael Hyatt calls it the big three. Every day he's got a big three he's working on. Every week he's got a big three he's working on. He knows where he's going. He's got a plan. And I got a plan. I got a plan, man. And this I've never been more excited. 
to be alive. Because I'm not, I not only got a plan, I'm savoring every single day. I'm savoring every single moment. And I'm excited for today and I'm excited for the future. And that's what I want for you. No matter the circumstances of the world we're living in, I want you to have a reason to not want to stay in bed. I want you to have a reason to pay the price of self-discipline. I want you to have a plan to know why, why it's worth it. Why it's worth it to pay the price today. When you pay the price today, you may not get the benefit today, but sooner or later it pays off. Sooner or later it pays off. And you may not even know. You may think, okay, this is this is how uh this is how doing this is how reading, you know, so many books in a year is gonna benefit me. But it may open other doors, it may open other possibilities. That's the great thing about life, man. You can have a plan and that's awesome. And I firmly believe, I firmly believe when we catch a vision for our life from the Lord and we work toward that vision and we are self-disciplined and we work hard and we work and we use the talents and the gifts and the abilities God has given us and we're working toward that goal, man, he multiplies it. And he multiplies it with benefits we did not even consider. So my prayer for you today is you would just rid yourself of excuses. I'm giving you permission. You don't need to live with excuses. People that live with excuses live with regret. That's no way to live. It sucks the life out of you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to email me your excuses. Email me three of the excuses you've been using why you're not where you you think you should be. HeathMulligan at gmail.com. Email me. Let me know. Comment. If you're if you saw this on Facebook, comment. What's the excuses you're using? What's holding you back? Sometimes you need somebody to either help you push an obstacle over or to help boost you over an obstacle. And I want to be that person. I want to be that person cheering you on. I want to be that person reminding you, you don't need that excuse anymore. You you are not that person anymore. So God bless you. I pray you'd have a wonderful day. I pray that the peace and the power and the presence of our Lord would be with you and that you would feel a great sense of purpose in your life today. We'll see you soon.